little podcast coming from Sacramento, California. Here's David Stoffer. Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Joining me, another guest for the Spidey Pod, our friend, uh, friend of the pod, supporter of the pod from nearly the beginning. Joining us from the small town of Parowan, Utah, in southern Utah, it's Trevor Walker. Trevor. Hey, David. How are you? I am great. How are you doing? Doing well. Great. How's the weather in Utah? Cold? It, it's really cold. There's about 12 inches of snow on the ground right 12 now. 12 inches of snow. Yeah, we're, we're kind of high elevation where I'm at. Now, you're from Utah, though, so snow ain't no thing. Or no, it's not a big deal. Okay. You don't hate it? My wife hates it. I'm okay with it. Okay. Well. <laughs> The eight years I eight years I lived in Utah, I hated every second of snow. <laughs> loved loved Utah, but you know every second of snow. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm not. I, I did not utilize the mountains uh, for skiing and snowboarding. So yeah, I don't I, ski or snowboard either. Oh, you don't either. Okay, so, so there you go. Uh, I take my kids sledding. That's about it. <laughs> oh, dude, that's got to be fun. It's awesome. Kids love it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we are here to talk Spider Man. All things Spider-Man, okay? Sp- specifically, of course, the new release, Spider-Man awesome. into the Spider-Verse, which we're going to get into. Um, we're going to talk the whole Spidey universe. We're going to rank our the Spider-Man films, the seven. Uh, we are going to talk about who's the best Peter Parker or Peter Porker. Um, mm-hmm. our, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about all of it. and uh, But... Before we get into our Spider-Man content, I we do want to l- learn a little bit more about you, Trevor, about your your uh, movie tastes, uh, about your how, your love of In-N-Out Burger, of which you tweet about constantly. <laughs> I wish you'd stop. I love it too, but you gotta stop. Um, and uh, and but yeah, actually, what I want to hear first is your favorite films from 2018 because we just posted our top ten, uh, yeah. the two-parter. Uh, did you listen to that, by the way? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Anything shock you from the three of us that did it? Um, any, no, any there's hot some, takes there's that some, offended you? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I think I might have one that surprises you in my top ten. Mm. But uh, no, my my number one is actually the same as yours. I think Spider Verse no, is the best movie of the year. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay. Oh yeah. well, that's why we're here doing this pod then. <laughs> <laughs> like minded. So so uh, run yeah. us through then. Starting at ten, I'm curious what your list is. Okay, so ten. Anytime I tell anybody this, they tell me it's a hot take. So mm. my number 10 movie of the year is Sicario Soldado. So, well, so this is uh, Chris Ryan from The Ringer, who is a, a person of movie opinions that I, uh, I admire yeah. and appreciate and respect. He had Sicario Soldado also in his top 10. And he was just... Yeah, getting, he's the only other person I've seen with it. So I, 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 the fact I just suggested that I enjoyed the experience of seeing that movie and Skyler... Uh, one of my friends and, and co-hosts absolutely just uh, couldn't was just beside himself, and this is like oh intense. man, he, he was just like take it back. It's like for me, Benicio del Toro can like, I mean, I'm I'm here for Benicio, all everything Benicio. Uh, I think it helped that I watched him right in a row, so I'd never seen Sicario, and I was homesick one day, so I watched Sicario and Soldado right in a row, and Sicario is obviously a better movie. Yeah. But Soldado was amazing. Interesting that you think that that was better, because part of it, w- 
if I had watched them back to back, it might have been more glaring the difference between the two because I think part of me maybe forgot like a little bit of how good because Sicario is like an excellently yeah. crafted film. Yeah. Aside from that, yeah. so, Soldado, I appreciate it for way different reasons. Like, yeah, I, no, exactly. I just I thought it was uh, an enjoyable experience. It was wild. The ending was. Uh-huh. Compl- I mean. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert! There's a character that it appears gets shot in the head and the face, and, uh-huh. and not only survives but gets up and picks himself up by the bootstraps and gets in his car and uh-huh. just drives. And then there's a uh, couple years later sequence or a year later sequence, and uh-huh. that wound that wound is more than healed itself. And uh, it was just yeah. ri- it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, what what other reasons did you like? Yeah, tell me why you like the movie so much. So, uh, so I I did like. The first one better. Okay. I thought it was a more complete movie. I thought, that would be a hot take. Yeah. That would be a hot take. Yeah, because Emily Blunt was spectacular. Okay. I mean, uh, she, yep. um, as she always is. Yeah. Um, I like Sodato because, in my mind, Benicio Del Toro can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And any movie that allows him to Del Toro all over the place mm-hmm. is a movie that I think deserves a spot in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, a right. caveat, I haven't seen Star is Born, Burning, Mid-90s, Mining the Gap, or The Favorite. Mm. So, like... I feel like... A Star is Born. Let's think. Let's see. So, for someone who knows a thing or two about music and voice mm-hmm. and cares about that thing, I mean, I don't know your thoughts on Lady Gaga. If you think she's good or not, I mean, as a, do you think she's a good artist? Like her voice, her talent. I I think her voice is amazing. I don't yeah. love like her like her like pop music, but mm-hmm. like I'm here for her singing jazz duets with Tony Bennett. Well, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> sure. But that's more so, the outlier of the career, right? A little more yes, poker exactly. faced, a little less. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like you might I, I, you might hate a Star Is Born. I'm I'm gonna put it yeah. out there. Um, I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not. I'm skeptical. Yeah, well, it's not a musical, <laughs> of course. But do you like musicals? I do. Yeah, I okay. I, I Except do musicals La La Land, all the time. Which you hated, I know. La La Land was a trash fire. Yeah. I hated everything about La La Land. Amazing, amazing. Did you see First Man? <laughs> I haven't Speaking yet. No. Giselle? Okay. All right. Well, fewer musical numbers. But I loved sure. Whiplash. Whiplash <laughs> is like maybe my favorite movie ever. It, it's look. Whip, there's like movies that I say this thing where like if someone were to make the argument that X movie is the greatest movie of all time, like I wouldn't try and argue. Uh, yeah. Not, I don't. I wouldn't put. It's not my very very favorite. But if someone said uh, Whiplash is the greatest movie of all time, I'd be like, look, there's an argument. Like I get it. Yeah. That thing top to bottom is just a masterpiece. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. they made me care about Miles Teller, which is a miracle. That like oh. that doesn't. Talk about some, yeah. No, see, that's a great <laughs> the level of difficulty to even make him remotely likable, and he, even then he's playing a character that's not likable. He's kind of a jerk no, at all. People, yeah, but you appreciate his commitment to the craft, his passion mm-hmm. to be the greatest yeah. drummer ever, and yeah, yeah, yeah totally agree. Uh, so you hated La La Land. Have you seen Mary Poppins uh, Returns? I haven't. I okay. I'm waiting to see that one. I you know I have a friend that I really trust, mm-hmm. and she said wait to red box it. She said it's not worth seeing in theaters. Yeah, I mean I, I think that's I, that's probably the right take. I. I actually enjoyed it um, for, mm-hmm. for what it is. I mean, if anyone goes in with an, with a hope that it's going to be anything like the original or in terms of like quality or whatever, like you're going to have a bad, yeah. bad time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if you go in with properly low expectations, like you'll enjoy it. Emily Blunt for me, again, but to your point about yeah. Emily, Emily Blunt can do no wrong. She's excellent uh, as Mary Poppins. Yeah. I can't speak to the her voice as much as I'm sure yeah. someone like you could. I like her singing voice. I've, I've listened to some of the soundtrack. Yeah. I like it. It's not memorable, but she's yeah. great. Well, it's if anything, it, the if there's anything the uh, movie does just criminally wrong, it's well a criminal misuse of Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Well, how know. do you not have him write the songs? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. We're not. Look, 
<laughs> no disrespect to Lynn manuel incredibly talented person. One of yeah. our most talented people in any form of entertainment right now. But that talent isn't on the performing side of like film, like screen. Like that's not, yeah. you can do it, sure. But like, you don't, you don't bring in Lin-Manuel to, to be an actor first. Like no. you bring him in for the music, to the arrangement, mm-hmm. to write some stuff and then maybe act it, perform it, whatever. But mm-hmm. this was, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, Seems, it's crazy. Yeah, I guess only crazy. Disney could be, have the type of ego where they're like, we, Lin, we got this. We got our own people. <laughs> Like, yeah, we know you were looking at his resume. It looks like you've made a thing called Hamilton. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Looks like you made In the Heights. You made 21 Jump Street. You've written, like, phenomenal things. You're, like, one of our greatest musical geniuses of all time. Uh, but you know what? We got this. We're going to pick some random dude to write songs for yeah. our movie. We got a crew in the back that uh, right out of USC. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're pretty oh, good, man. so we're going to have them do it. I just can't believe That's that, cr- dude. Like, you're already paying That's the guy. That's crazy. Just, you know, get him to write some songs. It's just weird. So yeah, exactly. Weird. Um, but, I mean, he worked wonders for Moana. That you know, he yeah. did that one or two songs, or how, I don't know how however many. He wrote a bunch of them. Like anything oh, that's in English is him, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, well, but, yeah. Anyway, um, well, I'll keep so, running down my top yeah, ten. Sorry, we haven't even got. We're, we're one down. That's this is gonna be the podcast, <laughs> by the way. It's gonna be literally Trevor's top ten and a little Spidey <laughs> stuff. <laughs> So number nine is not technically a movie, but I had to put it on here because I've thought about it all year. Oh, no, is it like a um, Snapchat? It's, oh. No, no, it's a it's a comedy special. It's Nanette by Hannah Gatsby. Oh yes, yeah. I just my top ten movie is movies list is basically movies that I've thought about or things that I've thought about over and over again or that I've gone back and watched. So I just had to get that in there. I know it's not really a movie, but it's got to be it's, there. It's, <laughs> it's not, but I'll you're a guest, so I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it go. <laughs> Um, if I was going to put something else there, it would be Incredibles 2. Mm. Um, if I was going to put a movie movie there, yeah. um, but I didn't love it. Yeah, Incredibles 2 has one of the greatest sequences in, of any movie. Yeah. The, the, well, the raccoon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, uh, my t- yeah. And that movie's growing on me because my toddler makes me show her the raccoon scene all the time. Oh, good taste. So, yeah. So she's got good taste. Um, number eight is Ant-Man and Wasp. So this I really is liked interesting. It. Ant-Man and yeah, the Wasp, I, number eight. Uh, I maybe go through and we'll see if there's other Marvel movies in there, but I have questions. There about. are there. Okay. Um, seven is game night. Okay. Yeah. This is one we um, didn't talk about enough on our pod. Game night. Is um, really game night's tr- a masterpiece. Well, it's just, look, I feel like good comedies are really few and far between. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't know if you've seen Holmes and Watson. I haven't. Uh-uh. America hasn't. <laughs> the world hasn't. And those have two, some of our greatest co- comedic minds. Yeah. Right. And, and yet they, you know they're going to turn out complete trash it's just hard to make a very funny movie game oh yeah night, and maybe it's the expectations going in because i didn't know what to expect uh-huh. game night i get in there and i'm like oh this is incredible like uh-huh this is genuinely funny like multiple yeah. funny bits not just to see and i mean the end gets a little like messy in terms mm. of like, like yeah. you know it's a little switcheroo 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 stuff but like uh-huh. uh boy i look jason bateman I don't know. Whatever praise yeah. there is from out there, he needs more of it. Same with Rachel McAdams, who is just... Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And like, I don't know. The scene where he's trying to clean off the dog is like maybe the hardest I've laughed in a movie this year. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the blood on the dog? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that, this is actually a good point about that is I do think in 2018, we got the examples of the best way to use Jesse Plemons and the worst way to use Jesse Plemons. Uh-huh. In Vice, uh, he he is the narrator, but also a character. Um, Weird. And, it, and yeah, well, I'll tell you why, what that means, except it's spoil it a little bit, but I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but people get upset about spoilers, so I just won't even go there. Uh, but it's the uh-huh. dumbest way to use Jesse Plemons, who I think is you know one of our finest young actors. 
Uh, and uh, then we have him in Game Night, which, look, Jesse Plemons can be a leading man in any movie for sure. Uh, but this part is exactly, I mean, it's expert Jesse Plemons. It's brilliant, yes, exactly. and hilarious, and I love it. I love uh, it. So great. Was the opening scene is something about the, uh, he's, ch- he's challenging them on the, ch- like, the amount of chips that they had purchased? Yeah. And Jason Bateman's trying to tell him that there's this, like, incredible <laughs> deal or whatever, and he's just like, like, that doesn't sound like that'd be profitable for Frito-Lay or whatever. Oh, it killed me. Yeah. It's so oh, it's I'm so glad funny. that's on your list. Um, number six, Infinity War. Mm, it worked yeah. for me. I don't, yeah. I'm not entirely sure why, but it worked for no, me. No, no, it shouldn't have worked. I thought it worked way better than it had any business working with that many storylines. Yeah. The ending is garbage, but yeah. the rest of it's, I, I mean, I Well, the ending it. is a trade-off. You have to have that ending. No, I, I totally understand um, why, but I, I think there's a uh, an audacity to, to do something that you... Th- yeah. Like, even though everyone knows, right? Like, okay, it's not for yeah. real, but uh, I get it. It is what it is. It was yeah. a very good movie, though. Yeah. Five is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically on there because I just watched it over and over again. Which, and I just. Interesting you watch it over and over. I guess th- for me, it wasn't rewatchable as much as it was just like great Joel and Ethan Cohen, like just, you know, yeah. great, uh, you know, Cohen Brothers content. Like, it, yeah. Uh, right up there yeah. with, you know, it was t- t- upper tier, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But which vignette, it was so good. Which vignette was your favorite? Uh, poo, man. Uh, the Girl Who Got Rattled, I think, yeah. is the strongest of yeah. them. Um, the one that I've watched the most is actually the last one, the stagecoach one. Ooh, wow. But um, the, for people that follow me on Twitter, I watch the ending of Bo Burnham's Make Happy, like, mm. all the time. It's just like, I have an anxiety disorder. It's just a mess for me. Mm. And the stagecoach hit that same spot, hit that same, like, yeah. this thing gets me. Like, you know what I mean? You related to it. So, Yeah, but I, I think the best one is The Girl Who Got Rattled, I think. I like the, t- yeah, no, I agree. I think The Girl Who Got Rattled mm. is one that, that most rattled me. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I actually, I found myself like weird, even though like at that point there had been a, I guess it's like the third one in, I think, is it? The yeah, third? fourth one in. What's it's that? the fourth one. It's the fourth one. It's the fourth one. At that point, there's clearly a pattern to what's going on here. Uh-huh. And so I should have been very much aware. But weirdly, I found myself just like falling for the story and like investing. Uh-huh. In it. And I, I didn't realize I was. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. I, I'm into this mm-hmm. and see where this is going, you know? And it finally goes to the place where I'm like, oh, oh yeah okay yeah like it, they got yep. me it's amazing and it, yep. it's you know it's pretty dark but um yeah but also weirdly hilarious that's what coen yeah, brothers that, can do i don't know i know it was crazy i i don't know it's it was i just thought about that one a lot i've watched it i've, I've never watched the full thing in one shot again but i've watched each individual vignette multiple times mm. If the Tom Waits sense. one I love too. Oh, I do too. I mean, it's so love it. yeah, it's so great. It's so perfect. It's so, so perfect. Great. Did you see um, Old Man and the Gun? I haven't seen okay. it yet. I mean, keep meaning to, Tom especially Waits after I watched All the President's Man the other day. Oh yeah. I hadn't seen it before, and I was like, I need to see everything Robert oh, Redford's ever been in. First time. Yeah. All the President's Men. First time ever. Wow. Well, that's a classic. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, my number four is Won't You Be My Neighbor. You good. guys talked about it plenty. Good. My wife and I saw that on our anniversary trip this year so and just wept. I mean, just cried the whole movie. So good. Yeah. Number three is Black Panther. Oh, good. Um, I just loved it. I just yeah, loved everything about it. Movie. Um, number two is Eighth Grade. Oh, um, good. I could not get over Elsie Fisher. I think so the main girl. I like. I think if there's, I haven't seen everything, but like she was as good as anything else I saw this year. Yeah, the performance-wise. Yeah, no doubt about it. She better get nominated. I mean, really, she better win. But 
She I, I mean, th- she won't win. She might win the Golden Globe, but yeah. she won't win the Oscar, no way. And then number one was Spider-Verse. Yeah. Just the best movie I saw this year. I don't it's think it's close. Yeah. Eighth Grade was one of the few films that were on all three of our lists uh, when we did the pod. There were a handful of mm-hmm. movies that were, um, or maybe just a couple. I, oh, I think First Reformed was also one that was on all three. But yeah. Eighth Grade. I haven't seen that one yet. Eighth Grade, I really didn't want to see. Uh, I mean, I've mentioned I'm just not a big Bo Burnham person. It's uh-huh. not that I actively dislike him or have any hot takes about him. I just, it's just, yeah. you know, there's different styles of comedians and yeah. some are, your cup of tea and some aren't it just is you know yeah uh, there are there are comedians i like actively dislike but he's not one of them i just you know uh-huh. it is what it is um but like those people tend to direct films like i think it's a funny and semi-pretentious thing when a, these the stand-up comedians are going to be like you know i'm funny people think i'm really funny so let me jump uh-huh. into a new medium and be a director right i think it's th- sometimes yeah. people's ego can lead them to believe they can do things that <laughs> they probably uh-huh. shouldn't be doing and so I, I just chalked this up to that situation. Then, of course, it comes out, 99% Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what is going on? And then Skylar basically, like, texted me, like, hey, look, you know, just, you're going to like this movie. Just, you know, trust me. I'm yeah. like, okay. And I went, and I was just completely blown away. I mean, it's just really incredible. I don't know how you find Elsie Fisher and how you can find a young woman that can not only act that well, but could be herself living in that period of life that is, you know, that has all the trials that are, yeah. you know, outlined in the film and have the self-awareness to know how to act within that environment while living it. It's just like an incredible performance. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, one of the best interviews of the year was actually Bill Simmons and his daughter interviewing Bo Burnham and Elsie Fisher. That was really um, And so, and I had listened to that interview before I saw the movie um, oh. because it doesn't come to Cedar. It didn't like, mm-hmm. like all of the prestige movies don't come to me at all. So like... Yeah. Yeah. So I have to wait for him to come out on Amazon. I spend so much money renting movies in December and January so that I can That's the cost. <laughs> see what's <Yeah>. out there. <laughs> well, I can't imagine an R rated film about a girl in the eighth grade is going to like get the, the numbers of, you know, this, the people of Cedar City selling out Showtime. Yeah. It was in St. George for like five total days. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and then Spider Verse so, was your number one. Which yeah. Spider Verse was my number one. We will be getting so. into that. Uh, Let's let's talk. Uh, I guess anything else? Two thousand eighteen films before we move to Spider Man stuff. Like anything about any performances or like what barely um, didn't make your list or like um, like I said, kind of Incredibles two barely didn't mm-hmm. make my list. I didn't see anything terrible this year, but that's I mean, as a parent, I don't go to the movies very often. Yeah, right. You can't so, afford to roll the dice on films that you yeah. potentially hate. Where with Movie Pass, and I don't have kids, like. Yeah. I spend so much time seeing trash films by choice, yeah. and it's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. So I've really only seen like 13, maybe 14 movies this year that came out this year. What about disappointing, though? There's got to be one that kind of uh, disappointed. Not, not a bad movie necessarily, but one that was like, ah. Um, well, let's see. What disappointed Did me that I saw this year? or no? No, I didn't. I, I'm... You're not a Harry Potter fan? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Oh. I'm anti-Johnny Depp. Mm. Uh, mm. This might so, not be the movie for you, Trevor. <laughs> I know. So I just, I just cut my losses. I just, uh, sorry. I'm just looking at my letterbox no, list to see I, what else I, I just, saw this yeah. year. I mean, we've. I, I don't want to uh, just keep beating the same drum. Oh, the but, worst movie I saw this year was Sierra Burgess is a loser. Oh, what is on it? Netflix? Oh, I, was like, I don't even a, know what that is. It's, it's like a twisted. It's like Cyrano de Bergerac, but they twisted it. She's like a. She's like this chubby nerd it's and she's trying to get the guy and she gets the hot girl to pretend to be oh her my gosh. and it's i think and my I wife mean, might watch this one actually she was describing it to it's me. it's like i gave it like half a star on letterbox like i couldn't finish it i was like this is horrid oh my God. and i wanted to like it so much 
and it was so bad. It's the worst movie. It's maybe the worst movie I've seen in like the last two years, three years. Just terribly, terrible script, terrible acting, or is it? I, like- it the acting was, was actually okay, but I couldn't get past the script. Because oh, like okay. the point of Cyrano de Bergerac is that like, um, is that like he loves her, but he's he realizes that what she wants is something else. He's not really tricking her. That's the play that it's based on. Mm. Sierra Burgess is a loser. Like they, she finds joy in tricking him. Wow. And it's just like, come on. Like I, yeah, it really was the worst movie I've seen this year. It's amazing how you honestly, you could have the best actors in the world, but a best actors in the world cannot overcome a bad script. It is the thing that no. you cannot hide. No, it's so bad. I mean, it, like the movie was terrible and I watched it like a couple days after I watched to all the boys I loved before, which I liked just fine. It's yeah, not I mean, a good movie, popular, not a bad yeah. movie. Yeah. It was popcorn movie, yeah. but like, Sierra Burgess was a loser. So bad. I mean, it was it's such a, a terrible title. I hate titles like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, eh, I won't get into that, but I don't like titles like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, all right. Spider-Man. You ready to talk Spider-Man? Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, start off by quizzing you some things about the Spider-Man okay. universe. Not, not things about the actual stories, but the movies themselves. Okay. Like, are, okay. do you currently know which of all the Spider-Man films is the highest grossing? I think it's Spider-Man three. Um, well, hold on. I should look at the list before I quiz you. Um, and so I actually have the answer ready because I'm going to ask highest grossing, also the highest opening because, you know, Oh, got it. Not, not, okay. not exactly the same thing, but the highest grossing, uh, it is not Spider-Man three. No, no. Is it homecoming? Yeah, it is. I guess if we're ju- adjusting for inflation, I'm looking at this now. No, I think you're right. It is Spider-Man three. Yeah. Cause it's three thirty six. $336 million. Homecoming's at three thirty four. I had them swapped. Yeah, okay. isn't that crazy? 336 That's bonkers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. It's actually the first Spider-Man and then Spider-Man 3. Is it really? Yeah, it's the first Wow, Spider-Man. that's awesome. $403 million. Uh, By the wow. way, I, I should not be quizzing someone when I don't, can't even properly. I ha- literally have the answers and I'm getting it wrong. Yeah, no, sorry. That's Spider-Man funny. 1, $403 million. Isn't that wow. wild? Yeah, I saw it three times in theaters. I made my dad take me back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're yeah, we're gonna talk about these. We're gonna talk about these. And then the big, so biggest opening, which I always find fascinating. Cause... Biggest opening. I'm gonna guess Homecoming. Um, no, you'd be wrong. Which one is it? It's Spider-Man Three. Ah, uh, that one makes no sense. So get this: first Spider-Man, 114 million opening weekend. Second Spider-Man, okay. 88. Yeah, people weren't excited for it. I remember that. And then uh, one, and then third is one fifty one. So holy cow! So the the actual order uh, of the highest grossing it is number one, uh, the first Spider Man. Number two is actually Spider Man two at three seventy three. Then Spider Man okay. three at three three thirty six, and then Homecoming three thirty four. That's okay. fascinating. Now Rotten Tomatoes. Oh man, the one that has the best Rotten Tomatoes. Spider Verse. Yes, that isn't one it? Still so like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yep. It's a uh, 97 now, I think. That's the bummer about okay. Rotten Tomatoes. You get certified, but then the the contrarians come in at the end. They did this the yeah. ladybird, you know. They're like, oh, I want to bring yeah. this down. Um, and so, yeah, 97. Though. I mean, that's universal. Mm-hmm. So now this surprise, I didn't know. I thought I knew which one would be number two, but I was wrong. It's probably Amazing Spider-Man. Is it the first Andrew Garfield one? No. What is it? It's uh, it's Spider-Man two, 93 percent. I love that and, movie. And then the first Spider-Man at nine. Oh no, sorry, Homecoming ninety-two. Okay. And then ninety for the first Spider-Man. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, before I go through all of them, what, which one's ra- the worst? Spider-Man. Well, 
Spider-Man Three is the worst. It's it is the worst movie, but it doesn't have the worst Rotten Tomatoes. Is it as amazing? Is it amazing Spider-Man Two? It is. Oh man, fifty-two percent. I uh, walked out of that movie. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. But you, I left. It's better than Spider-Man Three. It's not. Oh, oh, that we'll is. We'll have your to get into favorite. this. Oh, interesting. Okay. Amazing okay. Spider-Man Two is my least favorite by a, okay. by well, a, a wide margin. We're gonna get into that for sure. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man three is 63%. So, okay. That's crazy. Um, so before we do go, uh, get into the, the ranking the seven and then into Spider-Verse specifically, who is your favorite actor to portray, uh, Peter Parker? Um, are are we counting? Well, okay. Voices. We're not counting voices. Okay. Tom Holland. Interesting. I think, I think that he is, he benefits from being a kid still. He does. So you believe him. He does. Like the end of Infinity War, I think it's, you know, when he's uh, doing whatever he's doing, when he's sad with uh, Mr. Stark. I'm trying not to spoil a movie that came out in like March, but. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, uh, I, 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 I'm cold Mr. Stark or whatever it is, like, yeah, that's, good. that's affecting. Yeah. That's, so he's, I think he's my favorite, if we're not counting animated or voice actors, I think he's my favorite Spider-Man. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know, he has benefited so much by the fact that he's like actually um, at least semi close in age to the, the what Peter mm-hmm. Parker is supposed supposed to be. Because look, Tobey Maguire looks like a thirty seven year old man in the first. Oh, he does. I mean, like it is. It's just funny that Hollywood does this thing where they're like, well, we got to cast thirty year olds as high schoolers, and we uh-huh. just the way it's got to be. We have to have them look like older people, and no one will notice. And it's like everyone yeah, notices, sure. but even watching it now, like I revisited uh, the, I was actually Spider-Man too uh, recently. And I'm just uh-huh. like, that's a, that's a 40 year old man. Like, yes. what, are, what are we, <laughs> what the, and almost yeah. more unbelievable is James Franco. Oh like, my gosh. I'm like, James Franco is not 22 or whatever he's oh, supposed to be. He's almost 40 in the time. James by the Franco time is three closer comes in age to Willem Dafoe than he is to a high schooler. Okay. Like, yes, exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, now, Andrew Garfield is the wild card here. Um, yeah. I, I actually have him as my favorite. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, now, part of it is degree of difficulty. Now, similar you know, similar to uh, Tobey Maguire, he is definitely older. Uh, but he pulls uh-huh. it off. I actually think that he pulls uh-huh. it off a little, little bit better than, than Tobey. Mm-hmm. He's still too old, but... Um, mm-hmm. It's like, wait, aren't you there? That co-founded Facebook, you know? You know it's a little, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I really like Andrew Garfield. Weirdly, like, I don't mm-hmm. know that his movies are like among my favorite, other than The Social Network. Um, like, uh-huh. I didn't care for the war film he was in, like at all. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I think that he just his version. I think of Peter Parker is one that I just like. I just don't like Tobey Maguire. I think, and and to see someone uh-huh. else do it, even that's the thing about the first two movies is mm-hmm. I love and adore them despite the fact I don't care at all for the person that plays the lead character mm-hmm. that's how good the movies are uh, mm-hmm. but it was like for Andrew Garfield I just think that he did such a better job but some mm-hmm. doesn't mean the movies are good um, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I just think he pulled off the Peter Parker character much more see and he's my least favorite I, he is okay uh, well, yeah I so have, I just I have Toby I grew up reading the comics yeah, like yeah. and watching and like and I always identified with Peter Parker yeah and then, and Andrew Garfield's too pretty. I mean, it just ruined it for me. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd no, rather have someone be quite a bit older yeah, than a, have... He's a good-looking guy. I mean, I think he's too British. Um, yes, that's for sure. I mean, that's also why... I mean, yeah, Tom Holland, similarly, too British. You know, if J.K. Mm-hmm. Rowling doesn't, won't allow a single American actor to be in her 
uh, <laughs> Harry Potter universe. What are we doing letting Brits be Spider-Man? Come on. Yeah, I know, for real. What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't have his name written down, but do you happen to know the, uh, the uh, actor who voices uh, Miles Morales? Uh, Shameek Moore. Shameek Moore. Shameek yes. Moore is... That's the American I'm looking for to be Spider-Man. Yes. Not, not Tobey Maguire uh, and certainly no. not a couple of red goats. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, and my favorite Spider-Man, I mean, if we're counting voice actors, sure. I've got Jake Johnson, uh, Peter B. Parker from Spider-Verse over, as the second best Spider-Man. Pine and, uh, over, uh, Chris Pine, I didn't think had enough time no, to count. He didn't, he didn't. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage didn't have enough lines. I mean, I love Nicolas Cage, but I don't think he counts as Spider-Man either for the purposes of this list. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Not at all. Not at all. Gosh, you know what's funny is like they could really make one of these origin story Spider-Man again, like the tenth one with uh-huh. with Nicolas Cage. No de aging, just Nicolas Cage no. in high school, right as he looks right now. And I'm dude, I'm yeah. there at the midnight showing. I, I'm there. I'm too. Uh, I'm driving to Sacramento. We'll go see it together. Absolutely. We'll be the only people in the theater. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's so funny because I do think that there are risks like that. Just like you know, make no bones about it. And like I do think people would like see it just because of how wild that would be. Like exactly. Oh, that would be so much fun. Uh, and we all know that he'd be down to do it. <laughs> of course he would. He's got dinosaur uh, skulls to buy. Dude, that's the th- I'm I'm grateful that there are people like Nicolas Cage that that will are willing to be the voice of Spider Noir for 10 lines. Yes, exactly. You know? Because not only is he one of, you know, just has made an insane amount of money and has gone on to do crazy things. He's also lost the money and there's no way that this uh-huh. gig, this gig paid well, you know. Um, uh-huh. And so I'm just grateful that like he's someone that has an appreciation enough to come in and, and do it, which is, you know, just obviously because of the passion. But um, so let's, sure. get, let's get into ranking these because obviously we'll end at Spider-Verse in the ranking because both yeah. you and I have it as number one, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And then we'll, we'll just talk about, we'll extol the merits of that film. But I, I'm curious okay. to you then. Now that we know what your number seven is, uh, yeah, which is the Amazing Spider-Man two, yes, uh, and mine is Spider-Man three. Uh, you you tell okay. me first why that that tell me why that one's worse than Spider-Man three. My problem with Amazing Spider-Man two is uh, it has all of the problems of Spider-Man three um, with a Spider-Man that I like less. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, you had so, left, so that makes sense. Yeah, so like, and Jamie Fox is chewing scenery oh, and is. blowing yeah. stuff up and I don't believe him at all. No, Jamie Foxx, that, that is a problem. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so th- this is my second to last, right? I have the amazing okay. Spider-Man too. And it was just, I'm watching this movie being like, this is bad. Like this mm-hmm. is truly bad. Uh, everything yeah. about it. Criminal use of Emma Stone, just bad. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, criminal misuse, excuse me. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for me, these really, I was mentioning, I think, before the pod, there's really just like three categories or three tiers of Spider Man film uh-huh. for me. There's, there's the good, or even, I would say even just great Spider Man movies, like mm-hmm. the great ones. Then there's the bad ones. And then mm-hmm. there's, for me, there is the one Spider Man, the, the third category is the Spider Man film that I'm too embarrassed to tell people I really liked. Uh, that's yeah. the other category, which it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's good, but I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Anyway, we'll get around to that. Of course, my 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 last place one is Spider Man Three for all the reasons that we've talked uh-huh. about. It's it's almost like an actively bad movie. The thing that I'll say about Spider Man yeah. Three, if I'm going to give it any credit, is that at least it knows it's bad and it leaned, uh-huh. it tried to be bad, but in mm-hmm. a way that feels like it was almost like self sabotage. Like the movie mm-hmm. was made in a way that was like, all right, fine, you want another Spider Man movie? Like, and you're gonna find yeah. studio, you're gonna oversee and give me all these notes. I'll give you a Spider Man movie. 
How about one yeah, that's I think, on, like bad on purpose? Like, and we're gonna put in a montage where we have like emo Peter Parker, and we're gonna have he's you know he actually snaps his fingers and points, and you know yeah. it's just gonna be actively bad. One of my one of my beliefs about Spider Man Three is uh, the movie could have been mostly fixed if you don't cast Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. Is Topher Grace a good actor? Who? No. Name, I don't name, think so. Name one good performance from Topher Grace. 70s show. That's it. Movie. I can't think of a single one. I only got one. What is it? Ocean's Eleven. And that's because <laughs> that's he plays true. himself he's and he's in it for like three <laughs> minutes. And it's great. It's a great uh-huh. self-aware three minutes of playing a version uh-huh. of himself that's getting taught uh, by Brad Pitt who teaches celebrities mm-hmm. how to play poker. And it's brilliant. Um, even uh-huh. then, though, in that scene, he's uh, he's uh, overshadowed by uh, Josh Jackson. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Josh Jackson is that his name? I don't remember. Jo- I don't know. Uh, Josh? Jo- no, I don't know. The guy from. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Have you not? Okay. Do you know what scene I'm no. talking about? Yeah, I do know yeah. what you're talking about. That's though. the only thing. That's the only good thing. To talk about. That's it. I can't believe they cast him. He's better than Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> well, so am I. So are you. I mean, <laughs> literally everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Imagine being someone that's very bad at the one thing that you do to make money and you make a lot of money doing it like that. You are uh-huh. very bad, but the industry is mm. like, this guy's good. Like we're going to, I can't imagine it. It's, it's, it's just, we haven't seen anything like it. Like studios keep putting him in things and like in, in substantial mm-hmm. roles and yeah. it just keps happening. And you know, everyone who you know, sees him on screen is just like, this isn't someone that's anyone should put a camera in front of like at all. Uh-huh. I mean, the only reason why it worked, for social network, you know, is because Mark Zuckerberg literally is emotionless and he does not emote. Yes, exactly. And so he's a perfect person to get someone who's a non-actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. I'm glad that you, this is an ongoing uh, theme of this pod is the, yeah. I mean, he's so bad. He's so bad. Yeah. What well, you know, he's so bad. Someone was like, well, let's just cast him as Superman's greatest villain. I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> What could go wrong? Speaking um, of movies I've walked out of, that's another one that I've walked out unbelievable. of. Unbelievable. I yeah. I mean yeah. Now you see me, uh, which is uh that's just it's perfect. That one's perfect. That's like perfectly Jesse Eisenberg. Oh yes. my gosh. Oh jeez. Anyway, you're gonna get these are the tangents that I'm gonna get you're gonna get me on. Yeah. So anyway, Spider Man three. Very, 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 very bad movie. I, I have one other anecdote mm. that I'm I know I've shared on the pod before but it's especially relevant here uh but i uh when i was 19 years old i served a two-year mormon mission and during those two years if people don't know you're not allowed to watch movies uh at least not any good ones um only the ones the churches that the lds churches made um and so uh i came home and of course you know i have this deep deep love of movies as does the rest of my family it's the family i was growing up in and my uh, older brother and my younger brother, they both uh, had stacked up piles of DVDs and Blu-rays of all the movies that every movie I had missed, you know, that my, that my parents awesome. had owned a copy of. And they stacked them in order of when I should watch them. So I got home and it was like the next day, you know, after my two-year drought of seeing movies. Uh, the very next day, I pop in the first DVD and at the very top, and it's Spider-Man 3. Now, I realize in retrospect a cruel, cruel joke that my brothers played on me here to suggest that this is the best movie that came out in the two years you were gone. Uh, coupled that with the fact that, you know, the first two Spider-Man movies from Sam Raimi were so good that like, you know, of course this was going to be good. It didn't, you know, 
This is the the third and final Sam Raimi Spider Man, and I popped it in, and uh-huh. the movie was so bad that I thought in my two years of being gone that I had lost my taste for films. Like I just couldn't enjoy a good movie when I saw it because I was I, I hated it so much. So I was like, oh no, this like I'm hating a Sam Raimi Spider Man movie. I don't like movies anymore, and I had this crisis for like weeks. Uh, uh-huh. And then, which wasn't wasn't helped by some of the other movies that I went through. I think X Men Three: The Last Stand was another one. Where was like they can't mess this up. The first two were awesome, and same same exact story, right? We're like it's all uh-huh. bad. It wasn't until the Bourne Ultimatum where I was like, oh, okay, good. This is the third movie in a franchise, and this was actually really good. Uh, uh-huh. It saved me. So thank you, Matt Damon. Um, so yeah, Amazing Spider Man Three, and then for me, Amazing Spider or Spider Man Three, and then Amazing Spider Man Two. Now the next mm-hmm. one. What's number five on your list? This is what this is where things get interesting. Okay, so number five on my list is Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, okay. So mine too. But yeah. there's a big chasm. This is for me. This is the one category where I'm embarrassed to tell people how much I like this movie because yeah, I didn't. Same here. I don't think it should have been made. Still, like, and all those things. Uh, but like, I'm surprised how effective it was. Uh huh. Um. And so, yeah. What did you like about it? Like, what surprised you about it? Uh, I liked uh, Emma Stone. So good. I liked, I liked the way Spider-Man looked mm-hmm. in the suit when he moved around. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Andrew Garfield, but I liked the way he looked. Yeah. Um, well, I just, I just, I expected to hate it, and actually, kind of liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was like kind of good. Like, it had no business being even a little bit good, but it, but it was. It was like, oh. This was yeah, kind of exactly. good. Like I hate that this exists, but I had a good time. So I mean, yeah, uh, I totally agree. So uh, number four for you. Let's see. What am I missing? I feel like I'm missing a Spider-Man movie. So the last ones we have are Homecoming, Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. Oh, got got it. So uh, so my number four would be Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man oh, movie. Okay. So this is where I have Homecoming, but okay. Um, this is this list like I. It's kind of interesting because other than Spider-Verse, which we both have as, as number one, my, my next one really could either be Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. I, both, they're both like, I really, really like both. Sometimes I, I feel like I've liked Spider-Man 2 better for most of my uh-huh. life that, since I've seen it, you know. But I go back and forth. And I think the origin story, the beginnings is something that's like hard for me not to, you know, yeah. know just put ahead of it. So that's how, that's how I rank it that way. So. Uh, so, but you have yeah. Spider-Man four there, and then, then do you have? And then Homecoming. Then you have Homecoming, and then so for you, it's Spider-Man yeah. two is that was your favorite Spider-Man yes. movie until uh, Spider-Verse came out. Yeah, and and Spider-Man two was actually my favorite movie until I watched it again yesterday. My favorite, I thought it was better than Spider-Verse yeah. until I watched it again yesterday. Well, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, nah. this is like it's also the yeah. one with top critics. It's the highest of all the Spider-Man films with the top critics, ninety six percent. I mean, this is a blow. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's brilliant. Alfred Molina is amazing um, as as Doc Ock. Um, I was thinking about that scene where his arms go crazy. Um, oh yeah, and it's straight out of a horror movie. I mean, you can tell Sam Raimi made horror movies. I mean, but the thing about it, I think that makes it second instead of first is one, Spider Verse is amazing, mm. um, and two, um, Doc Ock is significantly more compelling when uh, the in- the inhibitor chip is him. Like so, the things that's motivating him is not the arms, but his own darker urges. Yeah, agreed. And Alfred Molina acts that crap out of it, and he's amazing. Um, but Spider Verse, uh, the villain's more compelling. Best villain. The, they they understand Spider Man's better. I mean, like they understand like like. And then and then of course you put into the fact that like Jake Johnson is amazing as Peter B. Parker. You oh, put yeah. like they understand Spider Man. They get it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, we're gonna go in all all into that. One, I have one other thought on Spider Man Two before we go full into Spider Verse, though. Yeah. Uh, a quick anecdote: It Spider Man Two came out in theaters while I was working at the movie theaters. I like to tell stories about this time in my life quite a bit, but this one ah. is so especially relevant. Um, it was like a Wednesday midweek in the middle, of, like early afternoon, which is the time that no one's at the movie theaters, and um, this woman comes out of her in the middle of her screening of Spider Man Two, and she comes to the box office. She asks for a refund now. If you've ever done this before, like just maybe this sidebar real quick. If any anyone here listening walks out of a movie, go go get your money back. Okay, doesn't matter how far into the movie you are. They will tell you if it's past fifteen minutes, you can't get your money back. Uh, I promise you that's not true. Um, and, and if and if people do give you gaff, then ask for a readmission ticket, which they'll be much more likely to give you than cash back. Uh huh. And so, but don't just go home. You can get something back. Like I promise mm-hmm. you, you don't have to push that hard. These are a bunch of high school kids that are making minimum wage. They're not super interested in yeah. protecting the profits of you know Century Corp. But my so this woman <laughs> comes out. She she's like, I know I've been in this movie about an hour, and I probably can't get my money back. And I'm like, well, what's wrong? She goes, well, there's this, this guy making these weird noises in my theater and he's like the only other one in there and it's creeping me out and da, da, da. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I was like, you want me to go in there? And she's like, no, 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 no. I was like, I can say something to you. She's like, no, no, no. I, I just, if anything, I just like my money back. And I was like, sure, you bet. Give her her money yeah. back. She leaves. And I'm curious. Okay. Uh, but also kind of like, oh, what, what's going on? I'm thinking like assuming the worst, you know? Um, yeah. So I go, I, of course I go check it out and I go in there and it's quiet at first. I don't hear anything and I'm standing there and then I start to hear this little noise and I see where the guy's sitting and uh, little by little it dawns on me that he, this this guy is he's crying oh. and he's kind of kind of he has kind of an ugly cry sound and I feel yeah. a little bit bad. I felt oh, oh. I, I went in thinking I'm gonna yeah. find a sex offender and then I all of a sudden I'm uh-huh. kind of sad I'm like what like what and and he is legitimately moved emotionally by that which is which that's the thing about Spider-Man 2 I think that the emotional beats of that one are uh-huh. the most powerful of all of them right um, I mean, yeah. I'll, well, yeah, maybe with the exception of everything is with the exception of Spider-Verse. Um, which yeah, because Spider-Verse is spectacular. Better. But like, mm-hmm. it, but it was, I mean, legitimately good, which is great. Again, for Tobey Maguire, who is very bad at acting, um, you know, he's just he's good at maybe the cheesy kind of like thing that, you know, comic uh-huh. book cheese, which is fine. And Sam Raimi does really well, which is why he employs. Uh, he's the reason why Bruce Campbell's employed. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, you know, Sam Raimi puts him in all of his movies. But um, but yeah. He those scenes towards the end with him and MJ and that whole emotional arc. This guy yeah. was like genuinely moved by, it. and I felt so bad. I I nearly almost sit, said something to this guy, and in, in my uh-huh. like mean teenager voice, you know, like sir, yeah, um, and that would have been a pretty bad look for me. But I just like felt for him, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was funny that that movie impacted someone so much that it, yeah, someone actually left yeah. the theater. So that's amazing. Spider Verse. Now, our. Let's let's back up a little bit. Okay. We didn't need another Spider-Man movie before Spider-Verse Spider- no. came out, right? I mentioned this yesterday, or on our last pod, and everyone knows this. Like, the last thing we need is yet another Spider-Man movie. Um, but why why do we keep making them? Other than the fact they make money, right? Hollywood will always do whatever it makes money. Mm. But it's got to be a little bit more than that. They're making money because there's something about Spider-Man that brings people to the theater. And I want to know for you, what is it about this franchise that makes Hollywood so confident um, they can keep pumping them out and people will keep showing up. Well, I think I think this is also I think this ties into the reason why Spider Verse works as well as it does. I think that 
Spider-Man, the thing about Spider-Man that's different than Superman or Batman or Thor or even Iron Man is Spider-Man is a dweeb mm-hmm. that got superpowers mm-hmm. and chose to do the right thing. Yep. That's that's what's special about Spider-Man. That's what's different about him. Yeah. Like, that's why we go. Because, and you know, this movie, the whole premise is anyone could wear yeah. the mask, right? And It froze a little bit. I'm uh, not sure if it froze. For that, oh, there you are. Sorry. Okay. But anybody can wear the mask. Yep. And, and that's why we go. Cause like when I'm like, I was king of the nerds in middle school. Mm. I did the jocks homework, like literally, oh. um, like I helped them with stuff. Like I wasn't bullied because I knew how to play the game. Yeah. Did you get something and in so return? Like, when, like, I mean, any protection? Like, <laughs> no, not, I didn't get beat up. Like I yeah. was, I just kind of existed, but I helped them with their homework. Yeah. And so like this came out when I was, uh, the first one came out when I was 11, I think yeah. 11 or 12. And I was like, I am that guy. Yeah. Like, like I am Toby, I am Peter Parker. Like, yeah. If I got bit by a radioactive spider, I'd be freaked out. And then I'd pro- I think I'd do the right thing, which, of course, is probably insane. And I probably wouldn't. But that's why I think we go back to Spider-Man movies. So isn't that incredible? That, I mean, really, you got to think he's one. So he's not a billionaire, uh, <laughs> an emo billionaire uh, hermit that dons the, you know, the, the cowl in Batman. He's not an alien He's not an alien from outer space who lands here and is just like, oh, I came here with powers. Like, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, I got to do good, you know. He's not like these, <laughs> he's not Aquaman, right? He's not even Aquaman mm-hmm. who's like, well, I have these powers because I'm half fish, you know. Like, my, my mm-hmm. mom comes from the sea, right? No, this is just a normal dude. This is a normal dude who's just, he likes photography a little bit. He, mm-hmm. He's kind of into this girl who's way out of his league, you know. We've mm-hmm. all been there. And, uh, mm-hmm. nah, dude, the guy gets a spider bite, which... To, I mean, look, that's just another thing in, his, you know, in a long line of just you know, bad luck. Like, oh, of course, you know. But, mm-hmm. of course, it's a radioactive Spider-Man. And then he's given powers. And then it's someone you want to root for, right? It's just this eternal mm-hmm. story. Like, it's something. Yeah. It's, a, it's also a fun superhero, I think. Like, it's, it's, it's a fun. Uh, just having this idea of web webbing, swinging from these tall skyscrapers in New York City. It's just like, it's just a great mm-hmm. uh, backdrop of a story to begin with. I think it's a fun, fun playground. But to your point. I really do think that's the core of what makes this story resonate for as long as it has since the Stanley and co, you know, mm-hmm. dropped the comic, right? It's because this is, this could be anyone. This could be anyone. It's the most mm-hmm. relatable superhero uh, or among the most relatable. Uh, and that's, that's the amazing thing about Spider-Verse. I talk about how we don't need another Spider-Man movie, but amazingly, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they took that concept Right. Which, you know, mm-hmm. kind of went unspoken, you know, uh, but like was like, let's literally let's take this idea about how anyone can be Spider-Man and make a movie literally about this kind of concept. But tie in comic books, tie in more. Be Also show like how anyone can be Spider-Man by actually bringing in the other spider people from the comic. Books exactly. That are, no matter how obscure to show that, to actually illustrate that. Um, and then what, I, I can't get over how good that like it's right before the third act of the film. The, basically when the before the climax begins when like it's the uh-huh. best, lowest point when the other the people just the other spider people want to just go back to their different dimensions and it's clear at that point that this kid is just look he, he, you know he's just not up to snuff he's not going to be able to do it uh-huh. and it's true uh-huh. at that point right it's like this guy's uh-huh. he's in way over his head he's not going to be able to do this and they just feel yeah. like we're going to tie you up and leave you here because like you know like and it, it's it's like sad, like describing that's like oh it seems mean but it's like no i would have done the same thing like yep, if my exactly. existence was being you know it's like look I, I know you mean well i'm sure someday it'll be great but like you are not going to be able to do this right now and so like i completely understood why they did that and in that moment i was just like wow they're they're going to take this character that low 
and then uh, do the comeback sequence, right? Almost like the training montage, you know? It's like, uh-huh. you know, we didn't get exactly that, but the equivalent of that, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, the whole Aunt May being like, took you long enough. I just, everything was uh-huh. great. The black suit was great. That song was great. The yeah. swinging was great. And he, even then, he wasn't like experts. He didn't become an expert, you know? No. S- right? Like, he's still like a little wobbly, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I like that idea and, the, and there's the whole like, what what makes you unique is what makes you Spider-Man is like, uh-huh. it's not some hokey, you know, inclusive message that feels all political. Like, uh-huh. you know, that the type of thing that you can't invite your conservative parents to see because they think it has a political message and they're being brainwashed. It's like, yeah, exactly. no, no, it's true. It's a truism. It's not a political message. It's, it's an idea that like what, why Spider-Man, the character Spider-Man resonates so well is because this, this is a normal person who, you know, has this yeah. incredible opportunity with great power comes great responsibility. Like that's the whole line. So anyway, mm-hmm. That's yeah. That so you're exactly yeah. right. That's that, about what resonates, and that's why this movie's so good. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's really something. Um, let's break it down a little bit more than that. You going okay. in? Did you have expectations? Had you heard it was great? Um. So, unlike you, I loved the trailer. Yeah. Oh wow. And I and I read. So I. Slightly embarrassing tangent. Nothing's embarrassing. I read a lot of comic books growing up. So did I. And about three years ago. I started buying comic books again. Oh, good. I buy Star and Wars comic books in the comic book store. Still, I, I do. Yeah, I am a teacher and my wife is a teacher, meaning like we're not exactly so rolling So you guys are balling so much money. Yeah, yeah, just balling so hard. You know, Utah takes good care of its teachers. Oh, yes, uh, famously so. Yeah, that's that's the part of the line. Uh, anyway, uh, I started buying comic books uh, again and I bought the Miles Morales, but within a month I had spent over $500 on comic books. So my wife made me quit cold turkey. Okay. So I bought... How many comic, how many, how many comic, comic books. books did you buy for, for that, with that $500? I bought mostly omnibuses, so like oh, the big, yeah, yeah. like entire runs of things. Okay. So I bought well, you see. Uncanny Avengers, oh. X-Men, oh, the first Miles Morales run, um, the first uh, Kamala like, Khan. Were you getting into collecting them? Was it an urge to collect? Or were you just like blown through them and you just were addicted and you just kept buying? I was just addicted. Yeah. I was not even trying. I was I was buying stuff that I knew I could get the whole run of. Yeah. Okay. So like the... So, uh, other than other than the Kamala Khan, uh, yeah. Miss Marvel, because um, I was buying those as they came out. Oh. But yeah, so then I I look at my bank statement. And I said, Cassie, I have to stop. She says, Yeah, you're not allowed in the you're not allowed you're not in allowed. comic okay, books. Okay, I was going to ask you what your budget is now. What's your what's your what's your comic book budget? I don't spend them at all. Uh, I don't. I, I read them sometimes online. Occasionally, I'll go to Marvel Unlimited if I really want to. Yeah. I'll buy a you know for four dollars or something like that. I have a hard time with the digital uh, versions. I do too. I can't do it very well. Yeah. Um, but I sometimes I have to. So I've been keeping up with Miles Morales. I have a friend who buys them still. So I'll go over to his house and read them. Mm. But yeah, so that's my embarrassing story. I spent $400 in comic books in one month mm. and uh, had to quit cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, so I had, my expectations were really high because okay. I love Miles Morales. Yep. And uh, I, I find him so compelling. Yeah. Um, and I, and, uh, so I was so excited, and then I heard the reviews were coming out and that it was good, and I wanted to see it before I read a single review of it. What? So I went and saw it like at 11.30 at night on a school night so I could see it before my kids spoiled it for me. Was it like opening night, like Thursday night? It was the second night that oh, it was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was the moment for you when it dawned, like, like dawned on like, oh, this is special. This isn't just like a good Spider-Man film. Because I'm assuming you didn't go in thinking that you were going to walk out thinking it was the very best. No. Um, uh, uh, and so like what moment was there a moment where you were like this is different like this isn't just like a animated Spider-Man I think the f- when I noticed it was actually really actually right off the bat when he's walking to school that song and he's, yeah, he's talking yeah. and then and then and then he's 
he's speaking Spanish yeah. and then he's flirting and then he's goes and, and he's just like, I think the term is code switching. Like he's just changing oh. who he is the whole time. And, and then he's awkward at school and he's overwhelmed. Yeah. And I was like, they get it. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. Like that's, I, I knew within like the first 15 minutes, I was like, this might be better than Spider-Man too. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's like even the animation style alone and, and just like yeah. both the, I think it's the combination of the anima, animation style and design. Anyone who's like a design mind at all is going to watch this movie and just like, it's, it will blow your mind. It's just like unbelievable to look at, mm-hmm. but it's just like something about that opening sequence I'm watching. I'm like, what, wait, what is this? Like, what am I, what, yeah. what is this movie? Cause this is in, like really good. <laughs> like uh-huh. what is going on? Like it's expertly <laughs> cut and paced in a way that's just like, yes. this is pacing is going on. I'm just like, I was just floored early on. I was just like, I, I just thought like, maybe I'm just feeling happy and I'm like enjoying this, but this looks uh, like, uh, like it would blue. Yeah. I, that opening sequence is something. And, and I might be wrong about this, but I am fairly certain that, uh, the, the people that made this, that they built some new programming that allowed them to selectively slow down the frame rate, Interesting. Uh, which is which, and I might be wrong about what it does, but that's how they did the prowler sequences. Oh. That's how they made it look. So like he's moving at a different frame rate than the other guy. Yeah. And so that and they are copywriting that right now. So I mean, um, whatever it is that they did. Yeah. That, I mean, I, that makes sense. I mean, I had heard or maybe you'd seen headlines about how like there were certainly some technological advancement or things that uh, were done uh, that were required to make the movie look the way it looked. Now, uh, a, a close buddy of mine, his brother works at Sony and, you know, Sony animation studios and uh, he wasn't working on th- this film. He's actually, I think uh-huh. I believe he's working on one of the other ones. And, and uh, yeah, anyway, uh, he was telling me his, <laughs> his brother said that the spider verse crew, I mean, it was like those animators were working around the clock and we're pushed mm-hmm. to the very extreme, which, you know, you hear stories like that about the Pixar crew and everything. And look, those movies, in order to look that way, I can't imagine anything less than people absolutely giving everything they have because that's, mm-hmm. that's the, the movies that are perfect or near perfect, right? Require like superhuman effort. And uh, yes, allegedly exactly. that's what this was, like these people were pushed to the yeah. brink in order to, to do that. And, yeah. that's, and it shows, it absolutely shows. I don't even think there's a misplaced frame or scene or I don't, sequence I agree. in this movie. I really don't. Like, There's a scene when he's when he's flipping. Is I think he's flipping over a car or he's doing something, and they and you see his body like shift across the the arc of his jump, and I'm like, that is a comic book. Like I just saw a frame of a comic book, and it was like the way they do Spider Gwen, oh, the way yeah. they all move differently, the way they like all of it. Each like, one, the, the, oh. Yeah, the way they have Chris Pine's part in the beginning, uh-huh. and then juxtapose uh, that with uh, Jake Johnson's, which is yeah. Talking, yeah. talk about Spider-Man being relatable. Um, uh-huh. I loved that angle on Peter Parker, who mm-hmm. still had, obviously, emotional depth and motivations. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it was just like, it ran the gamut of, like, we we did get the, like, you know, all-American, almost uh, kind of Captain America version of Spider-Man in the very beginning uh-huh. with Chris Pine, you know? And then we got, like, the jaded, uh-huh. you know, Marriage on the Rock uh-huh. Spider-Man. Like, that's incredible to get that in one movie, right? I mean... And then he wears, then he wears sweatpants oh, for, like, a significant chunk of the movie. Like... And he's barefoot, like he takes off his tennis shoes because he's worried he's not going to have grip. Oh, yeah. Like, it's funny, but it's, yeah. it's very real. Like, look, I mean, yeah. I, like, personally, a lot of my life I've been like a fairly skinny person, but in my 30s, uh-huh. I'm, I, I'm developing a bit of a, I mean, someone would say gut. I call it a cookie pouch. Um, but, uh-huh. you know, it's, you know, it's just this, got a little extra something going on. If I were to wear something as tight as the Spider Man thing, I would be so oh. self conscious and I would not feel great oh, yeah, about so saving, you know, solving crime, saving the day. <laughs> 
uh, while looking like I've missed, you know, my, no. my body shape that way. Um, and so the fact that they actually worked that in and as humor with one of these versions yeah. of Spider-Man was like, look, this is real. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I would feel this way. I would wear sweatpants. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I would try and grab my pizza with my web as I'm being pulled through a portal oh, too. Oh, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That and then the bagel on your way out from uh, being yeah. chased out of the science lab. Like, they took a bagel. Perfect. It's great. Uh, and, and like we, I look, we get a lot of this like uh, jaded hero doesn't want to like train the new person type uh-huh. of storyline. Like we just got that with Last Jedi, yada yada. It's that that part uh-huh. is not super new, but like his motivation, like I kind of understood like why he was like, yeah. I'm not messing around. Like I'm with this. I just want to go home. And then, mm-hmm. which comes full circle towards the end, which to me was a very emotionally affecting scene is when, you know, yeah. and I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that, it, that this film has a happy ending, but, uh, but mm-hmm. specifically between Miles Morales and uh, the Jake Johnson's, I guess, Peter B. Parker, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, the one who just not long ago was the one that tied him up in his room and said like, I know you want to help, but you can't help. And these people's lives are on mm-hmm. the line. So we, like, we're just going to do this. You know, he had to make that tough call. And then fast forward uh, and they're, you know, he's holding him before he um, goes mm-hmm. through the dimension, you know, and, and he looks at him and he's like, no, you can't do this. And they go back and forth. You know, it's almost like people trying to pay the bill at a restaurant. Like, no, I'll get it. No, I'll get uh-huh. it. But he's just like, no, I can't. And then Miles looks at him and goes, you got to go home, man. Like, yeah, you got. And he just looks at him like, you're right. I, I, yeah, you're right. You know. And I, and I like wept both times so I saw good. it. I, 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 I legitimately was bawling oh, in the theater. So good. When, and like, and like the little Japanese spider girl played by Kimiko Glenn. Yeah. Like I had, I, I shouldn't have cared about that robot. No, yeah. And guess what? I cared about that robot. I cared about the robot. I cared about the robot. In my mind, I'm working through like, I think she can remake it, right? Yeah. There's probably yeah. gotta be a way to remake it. Like I, I, I had to like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. reassure myself that like she could get that robot up and working again back in her dimension. Yeah. But look, it was a concern for like a very real yeah. concern of mine. Like I, I felt really sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so out of that group, other than miles, which of the spider people were, was your MVP? So I actually, I actually, I have him ranked. Oh, you do? Okay. oh perfect. Let's hear it. So, uh, miles wins it. Obviously. Yep. Then Peter B. Parker. So Jake Johnson, then Nick Cage, when he says sometimes I let a match burn all the way down just oh to feel something, gosh. I laugh so hard. That's so good. I laugh so hard. The moral ambiguity of your then actions, I had, the um, yeah. everything he said. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Then I had uh, Spider-Gwen, Haley Steinfeld. Um, then I had Chris Pine, just because you needed him yeah, you to compare the other person Perfect to. voice casting. Then I had John Mulaney. Yeah. Um, I liked John Mulaney the first time. I really liked him the second He's time great. when he hands him the hammer and he says, I want you to have this. It'll fit in your pocket. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I had, and then I had Kimiko Glenn who was amazing. I, I guess there was no bad Spider-Man nope. in this movie. I think that's this thing. There, there was no weak voice acting anywhere in nope. the entire movie. Yep. That's correct. No, no. Yeah. Nowhere in the entire movie. I mean, you got Mahershala Ali, you got Brian Tyree Henry. I mean, you got like some incredible mm-hmm. voices in here. Um, doing great yeah. work. The arc of the uncle. Look, you got in this movie, which isn't yeah. all that long. It's over. I know it's like ninety something minutes, right? Maybe a hundred minutes. Uh huh. They they were able to have like a pretty complete arc with Miles's character with both his uncle and his father. Like yes, th- that to me is incredible. Like without, I yeah. mean, not without a wasted frame. I mean, I don't want to yeah. pretend to be an expert at all of like movie production or anything. Um, but I consider uh, myself a hobbyist filmmaker. And I, I tell you what, I uh, got myself a, a six minute like footage for like a, trying to make a, a, a tiny three to five minute short documentary, you know, and you got a couple of hours of footage yeah. to cut from dude, the, in editing, 
I will watch that, th- you know, it, I will spend hours and hours and hours to get just the right feel and pacing and, and, and I'll watch it like, no, it's not right. It's a little too long here. It's a little short. And I'll go over and over and over and, I'll, and it will take forever to get just the right version of that thing. Uh, and I'm watching this and it's like, look, they could have had perfect, like a ton of great sequences that, that all work in a vacuum. But when you put it all together, you know, you'll feel the length or the fat or what's not working tonally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, that's hard to do across, you know, a 90 minute movie because there's so much to go through and you've already yeah. viewed the footage so many times that you're almost like desensitized to knowing what's working yet somehow mm-hmm. these people were able to like i said just come frame by frame it's perfect pacing it's perfectly paced. yeah i don't think you can cut a single thing out of this movie like that's, that's i don't think i don't want anything more in it i don't yeah, want anything agreed. less in it i think i think like the way they did their flashbacks so let's do this one more time oh yeah let's do this Love one more it. time and the the part that I didn't catch until the second time I watched it yeah. is when when they're when they're all telling at the same time and Peter Porker says I was a spider bitten by a radioactive pig. Oh yeah, he says it quick. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and so and so it's they're finishing and then it ends with pig. All of his stuff ends with pig. And then and and it's like I'm like and that's why you get John Mulaney. Yeah, because he can do that timing in the booth. Yep. Like, he, but I mean, but the way they did that, that it trimmed all the fat. Yes, it did. And then the final callback to it. Yeah should have been cheesy and wasn't it wasn't like let's so let's do this one last time for real or you know whatever. yeah it, it's actually the powerful. last two days i actually think Spider-Man. it's powerful because yeah. it's like this establishing of like all right this is my spider-man universe now so like this is mm-hmm. now like this is what i've gone through to kind of cut my teeth into be- being ready to be spider-man now now you have this yeah. like this is my world now and like there's going to be another movie of course and it'll be hard yeah. for it to match this for a lot of reasons but no. there's just a sense of like wow like it is this is the miles morales spider-man universe and what a yeah what an origin story like for real oh, so good well nick cage says that he says what a hardcore origin story I, yeah, he does. like <laughs> even the rubik's cube bit which is like <laughs> shouldn't be funny but it's hilarious it's so good uh mm. man, it's yeah like i said i think i said in this last pod but it's just the right amount of perfect amount of jokes and emotional uh-huh. beats and it's just so hard to get those things all of those things to work the the emotion of this movie i can't overstate i just can't believe they're able to do that with peter porker spider ham voiced by john yeah, Mulaney. Yeah, like exactly. that's in this movie and yet there's very real emotional beats it's just so yeah hard to pull this off when a million things could and usually do go wrong exactly I mean, exactly. I guess there's three directors uh, in, in addition yeah. to Phil Lord. I keep talking about this movie as, as though it's just Phil Lord and Chris Miller being responsible. And <laughs> when in mm-hmm. reality, you know, they're, uh, they, they're the stewards over this film for sure. Producers and story uh-huh. credits, right? I mean, this is kind of their, their brainchild, but they're not even listed as directors. I mean, like there are three directors yeah. on this film that, you know, obviously deserve tons of credit as well as the animators. But like, mm-hmm. of course, the, a film like this will take an army of people. Um, yeah exactly yeah it's incredible um yeah of any other notes thoughts on uh spider-verse that you want to touch on um little things that i thought were cool that like maybe got overlooked scorpion only speaking in spanish was really yeah. cool was really cool totally um uh the twist the doc ock twist didn't yeah. I, I i look i knew it was coming and then it still surprised me i didn't know it was coming i knew it was coming I didnn't see that or the and uncle it twist. Caught me off guard. The uncle twist is that's one where, in retrospect, I was like, I should have seen this from a mile mm. away. I did not. Uh huh. I did not. Um, low key MVP of the movie. I mean, like, if we're gonna talk about like mm-hmm. who was amazing in a tiny snippet, uh, his mom. His mom. Miles' mom. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, she did not get a lot of screen she time. She has like she has like 15, 16 lines and she was spectacular. Every single one of them. Yeah, even in like the moment and this I mean it's not like a it's a cheesy moment that is probably in a lot of these types of family movies, but when Miles has that um he gets back to his uh, his bedroom and they're like, "What are you doing? You're supposed uh-huh. to be away at school at this, you know, prep academy or whatever." And uh, in his dad, who they had established already, a police officer, is going to be stern. Uh-huh. You know, it's all about a good mm-hmm. hard day's work. Uh, and, like he's, he asks if he can stay there that night. You know, and, and he, to see his dad in, initially go to the no, you have a responsibility and a commitment. You know, and and I, you know, we know dads like that, and that's born yeah. out of a good thing, right? Like you know, that's yeah. he first goes to the place of responsibility, but the mom first goes to the place of like, can't you see that he's distressed? This is the times you yeah. make exceptions to those types of things, you know, but yes. it was, she didn't say it in that many words, right? Like it was done with uh-huh. the tone and just a handful of words, you know, and you're like, there's this tenderness and this understanding and like and that, even that uh-huh. little small scene, you're like, this is, this is so expertly done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and the scene when, when Peter B. Parker first gets there and the cops are chasing oh, him through the street. Yeah. And they say that it looks like a boy in a Spider-Man suit dragging a homeless, yeah. a dead homeless man or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's a great part too. Like there's a couple moments in this that are just, the movie as a whole is amazing, but there's a couple moments in this that make it spectacular. Oh yeah. And I think those are some of those sequences. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I would say his, I don't know how much I want to say about his uncle because there's, we, you know, we get into spoiler territory yeah. and, and not just not enough people have seen this movie. I mean, it's uh-huh. done. It's done yeah. uh, just fine, considering that it's an animated film in an area that, in a market that again is saturated. But like, I think so far box office wise, I mean, it's made 117 million, which is which is great. But that's also on a 90 million dollar production budget, so it's yeah, exactly a lot more uh, to recoup marketing and distribution costs. But and 35 million dollar opening weekend is fine, uh, and I think I do think that was above projections. But for how good uh-huh. this movie is, that's way too yeah. low. We need more people seeing this movie. Uh, but that's all to say, I, I don't want to say too much about his uncle, but um, there were uh, the emotional beats of that relationship worked so well for me, as well uh-huh. as the conclusion of that arc and exactly what yeah. happens there and involving, all, you know, uh, another character and his motivations, like the main bad guy. Um, that moment too, like uh, worked really, really well. Uh, uh-huh. In fact, there was a pause that was could have been too long or could have been too short, but they had the just enough, this moment of realization and uh-huh. action before something, you know, it was just like, uh, so well crafted again, back to the pacing. They, they know, mm-hmm. they knew exactly, um, like the beats to this, the rhythm of this film and, yeah. and when to do it. Uh, speaking of rhythm, you're a music person, the music of this film, yeah. the soundtrack. Oh, incredible. It's yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm like so incredibly anti post Malone. Oh, sh- oh you like, and me both, my friend. You and me both. Like, I just, I, and that, that, I'm turning 30 in like three weeks. So, like, that's probably me just turning 30, showing up. But, like, in all seriousness, like, I can't handle him. And this movie's perfect. Like, beat for beat. Uh, like, I, I was telling one of my friends, someone asked who what I thought the best soundtrack of the year was. I said, for me, it's a toss up between Black Panther and Spider Verse. Oh, sure. Yeah. But Spider Verse used almost all of its stuff, like, used the giant chunk of it. And whereas Black it. Panther was kind of a concept that's album. Right, that's right. That's the thing is, like, the Spider Man soundtrack is so good. Is not because it's just like a good listen, you know, like from, you know, yeah. top track to bottom track. But it's like, no, no, these were expertly placed in moments. Like even the, you know, the training montage, you know, or like the, uh-huh. the that's that, you know, and I don't remember the exact what the song title is, but it's just 
excellent. Yeah. It was a perfectly yeah, p- placed and perfectly picked. And I mean, this is a bit that I've said multiple times, and this is what I, I keep telling people who ask me my opinion on Spider-Verse, but if a movie can get me to love a Post Malone song, it's a movie you better run to the uh, theater to go see. Because someone, yes, yeah, exactly. it's a miracle. What it is. Someone pulled off a miracle. Uh, and it's a good. Have you listened to the Christmas album they released? Oh no, the Spider-Man I haven't. Christmas album? So I, I didn't realize till recently really that there one. is a Christmas album. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So Shamik Moore, uh, there's a track on it that's the, that's Miles, oh. and he sings "Joy to the World That I Just Saved." Um, oh, that's great. So it's like a seven-track thing, and it's incredible. It's really good. Yeah, so and is it, it exists. All like Shamik Moore, yeah. or who's on it? No, it, the, I think each of the Spider-Mans does one. So Chris Pine does one. Shamik Moore does one. Jake Johnson does one. That's the one at the end of the credits. So the, when he says, I have, I have a degree in the, chemical so engineering. So they reference this album in the movie. Yes, and they and actually exists. released this album. It's so great. Well, it's not the album from the movie because it has all the Spider-Man on it, oh. but it's like based on the album from the movie. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. I need, I'm going to listen to that right after this. Um, spe- <laughs> it's awesome. Speaking of that meta commentary, though, that's, that's uh, one other thing we haven't touched on that I think is like another thing that is, you know, so, was brilliantly executed on. But the Spider-Man comics are in this movie. Like the Spider-Man yes. comics are this movie from an aesthetic standpoint, mm-hmm. which every mm-hmm. bit of like words on their text on the screen when they're thinking, which are the types of devices uh, I generally don't enjoy, I think are like can be the actions of a lazy writer. But this wasn't that at all. It was like uh, it was absolutely um, just embracing the comic book origin and aesthetics of the, uh, you know, the art that they were working on, but also used it in the places that made the most sense and did not overuse it at all. But also like, uh, you know, when, when he when he's freaking out and having his like puberty moment and he gets back to uh, his. Uh, which is the best of all of the awkward Peter Parker really, you know, yeah. like we've had these sequences. Uh-huh. It's definitely the best one. I mean, this, this movie does the best of all these things, but it goes, he gets back into his room and then the, the comic falls on his face and he pulls it back. And uh, this moment I'm thinking like, I'm going to, I'm watching a Spider-Man movie and he's reading a Spider-Man uh-huh. comic, you know, but then the comic uh-huh. has the scenes of what he just experienced. I'm like, yeah. this is so, this is, it's really, this is clever. This is good. Uh, and when he says, why are my thoughts so loud? Thoughts like so that shouldn't loud. have been funny. And it was yeah. so perfect. Nobody knows everyone or everyone noticing or whatever. It is. Like, yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Oh man. All the comic stuff in this was so good. The fact mm-hmm. that they're literally having the comic book universe opened up with the different mm-hmm. lines of, com- I mean, it's just kind of like, it's a bold, that's a, such a bold and ambitious approach to take for, uh, you know, a mainstream comic movie like this. It really well, is. Yeah. Side note. This makes me want the Lord and Miller solo movie. Dude, please. The movie we didn't no, get. I can't. I was so happy up until now. Uh, like, I'm grateful no, that no, they got I'm to say- do this, but like the solo movie with them uninhibited. I mean, one where they have total creative freedom, which maybe that's not a real thing to have total creative freedom, uh-huh. but like not to be stifled uh, in the way that they clearly were on solo. Oh, it would have been so good. It would have been so good. I know. It makes me so like, and I just, I sit there and I go, you know what? If the cost of losing solo was this exist, I'll take this. Yeah. yeah, Maybe. I mean, I'm still a star Wars nut, so it kills me, but well, and well, the thing with solo is if they had cast Taron Egerton, it would have been a better movie too. So that's where you and I, that's where you and I are going to part ways, but (laughs) that's fine. I just saw the picture of Taron Egerton as, as, as uh, Elton John, the most recent one. And I'm like, looks like Taron Egerton. We'll get, you know, okay. I mean, we're going to, yeah, but he can sing like Elton John. We're going to find out if he can. Uh, no, I mean, he can. Have you seen well, Sing? I saw that horrid... Oh, that's right. He's the, I was going to say, I saw him do the stuff in Kingsman too, but you're right. He's the gorilla, isn't he? And who plays and sings Elton Are John. Are we sure that, that, because you could auto tune. That's not live. No, I'm, I'm, no, you can't, you couldn't, well, it might be, if it's auto tuned, it is like barely auto tuned. It is not you, Emma Watson okay. auto tuned. Well, I mean, you would know better than I what's possible and what's not, you know. 
uh, or any, and what's been affected. But you know, I guess if that's if mm. what he's doing and seeing is legitimate, that's yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, he doesn't look like Elton John, but no one does. Yeah, well, good if he can sing. Yeah, no, okay, fair point. <laughs> Literally, no human exists that looks anything. No terrestrial body person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you put out a casting call for people that look like Elton John, you will have zero people show up to that casting call. So, I mean, who are you going to cast? It's literally just Elton. Exactly. Um, but uh, that's fair. Um, maybe I don't know why I don't love Taron Egerton because Skyler loves Taron. He's like Team Taron, and I love Alton Ironreich. Um, mm-hmm. But I, at the same time, I would never argue that he's a good actor um, except yeah. for the, you know, uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen Hell oh, Caesar. Okay. He's so. been Hell. He's very good in Hell Caesar, and unlike any yeah. other stuff he's done before. And so, but yeah, I guess yeah. For Solo, I would rather have it. I would rather had it been just a train wreck, bad, rather yeah. than just be like really mediocre with bad parts mixed in. Yeah, you know, it's just like very just vanilla sprinkled in with sequences uh-huh. like the Solo name. You know, the things are like, oh, why'd you do yeah. that? But it was like this wasn't a bad movie, but. Um, well, and it's like you and I have had this conversation before, you know, I would rather see a bad movie than a boring movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's my problem with La La Land is I I'm, I was bored. Yeah. I mean, ignore Ryan Gosling explaining jazz. Ignore the fact that neither of them can really sing. Emma Stone can sing, but she doesn't in the movie. Mm. It's boring. That's my problem with La, yeah. La La Land. No, and it's long. I mean, I always say that's my problem yeah. with every movie is that every movie is too long. Um, yeah, it's so Venom was actually one of the few movies this year that transcended boring into bad. And I enjoyed it so much because of the, it's like, I think, I think that movie is truly a train wreck, but I love yeah. watching it because of it. So I yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. Solo never really flirted with that line of being so bad. Like mm. we got to pop this in. It's not like the star Wars holiday special or anything, uh, no. which is just such, cause that's, it's a bummer. Cause you watch it and all you think about it are the missed opportunities. Uh, yep, exactly. But anyway, we got Spider-Verse. That's the silver lining of the solo thing. Is that Yes, exactly. We got Spider-Verse. The best movie of the year. Best movie of the year, man, for me and for you. Uh, Skyler had it number yeah. two, um, if you recall. Um, what did he have as his number one? I'm trying to remember. I, I can't even remember. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to pull this up. I, just to pay <laughs> my respects to our sometimes co-host. Um, <laughs> so funny. It's like a, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, Spider-Verse was number two, which surprised me because I didn't know he liked it as much as uh, as I did. Well, I guess not as as much because I have a number one. All right. Um, yeah, because Shannon had Won't You Be My Neighbor as her number one, mm-hmm. which was my number one for most of the year, mm-hmm. uh, which is so interesting. I honestly thought that that would be it. Like I was assembling the top ten and I'm like, it's, it's a lock. Won't you be my neighbor? You know? And then, uh, then I'll, of course I'd go and catch this animated Spider-Man right before, you know, uh, yeah. and that changes everything, which is, uh, that blows my mind. All right. I can't find it. Oh, there it is. Got it. Okay. Skylar's number one movie. Cause it's going to drive me crazy. Um, no, I didn't find it. Well, sorry, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Spider Verse, he he enjoyed it. You had his number one. Um, have you successfully persuaded people, anyone, to see this movie that otherwise wouldn't have? Yeah, I, I got my wife to go. Oh, good. She might have. She might have seen. What she were, might have seen it anyway. What were her hesitations? I mean, did she have any? Uh, well, we just didn't have a babysitter. Oh, but so like, 
a movie has to be great for her to want to, for us to, for it to totally be worth it, for us to get a babysitter. Totally and so when I told her this was great, when we were up at Christmas break and we had family to watch the kids, I, we went and saw it. Oh, you did? Oh, good. Oh, good. And then I convinced a couple of my students to go see it and they all loved it. Like everybody that's gone and seen it has liked it. Every single person I've talked to. Yes. No, there's few movies like that. I mean, there are movies that I love and I'm passionate about, but but I'm also like, I have to be careful with who I recommend this to because I know mm-hmm. some people don't like this type of or style of movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love movies like Spider-Verse, the rare movie where I'm like 100% success rate of like recommending yeah. and them enjoying it. You know, like I'm just so confident that I don't even have to overhype it. Like I'm, which is, you know, expectations mm-hmm. are really important sometimes, you know, in, in the way you talk about a movie. Mm-hmm. I have no problem overhyping, you know, like I've had a couple of people, you know, I've talked to uh, friends that have texted me and I get this a lot where people will be like, hey, is this movie good? Should I see this? Et cetera, et cetera, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie tickets are expensive. I, people want to make sure, you know. And so uh-huh. and people, if they trust my, you know, to my opinion, I take, I take that as a sacred responsibility. But people are like, what mm-hmm. about the Spider-Verse? It's kind of a fuss about it being good. And I will just respond like, um, it's the greatest superhero film of all time. I recommend you seeing it. And so like, yeah. <laughs> I just make no bones about it. Look, it's just flat out the greatest superhero film of all time. So go see it. Uh, and I completely agree. It's it the is. best superhero movie ever. Yeah, it is. It is. And people, and not one of these people uh, who I've been tr- encouraged or, or really pushed to go see it have come back and felt differently. Like all of them were like, whoa, you know, like, yeah, whoa. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so Annihilation was Skylar's number one. Uh, it's finally. Oh, that, that's that right. Sense. I haven't seen that one. I don't watch things that scare me. Uh, yeah. This one, this one will, uh, it's not that it's actively like, it's not like a horror film, but yeah, it'll scare the free. It scared me. So. Uh, the ending <laughs> sequence is f- absolutely freaky uh, in ways that I, I have enough stuff in my life that keeps me up at night. I don't. I don't need to watch. Uh, it's movies not. That it's, freak the me ending out. sequence. It's not violent. It's not. It, but it is freaky. Um, absolutely terrifying, actually. But anyway, so thank you for joining me, Trevor. Uh, we've gone long. Well, thanks for inviting on the me pod. on. Uh, I want to make sure you got any other takes though that that you had to get out that you get out. Anything uh, else? No, I I I unloaded on La La Land. I'm gonna yeah. leave In and Out alone Check. today. Yeah, leave In and Out alone. You're on. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> your guest in someone's basically in someone's home. You can keep those hot takes yep. to yourself. No, it's funny. I joke about um, <laughs> like uh, Californians being, you know. Uh, well, first off, just God bless Texas. I'm grateful that we have Texas. Uh-huh. It makes Californians like myself not, you know, we, we it makes us not be the number one state for mm-hmm. the most prideful, loud, annoying people about mm-hmm. you know having hometown pride you know because texas is i mean mm-hmm. it's insufferable but uh uh-huh. to the texans listening i love you and you know it um i'm just uh <laughs> but you guys also know the you know if you the don't mess with texas mm-hmm. thing is uh you know it's 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 not endearing but <laughs> yeah anyway my point is is um like what we do as californians is you know we go and we visit utah you know this is years past for de- generations mm. and we extol the virtues of in and out burger and we talk about it as this this manna from heaven and eventually, uh-huh. you know, Utah gets this thing. And uh, the truth of it is, is this is, you know, this is a fast food restaurant. So we have to manage expectations, right? There's a, this is not going to be, you know, this, this mm. otherworldly experience. And I, I was living in Utah when, they got, when Utah got their first In-N-Out Burger. And people were like, are you excited? And I'm like, no, no, because there's a reckoning um, about it. Because Utahns hate so much how much we've talked about this. And it's going to be overrated yeah. in their minds as a result. And look, that's our response. That's uh-huh. our fault. You know, that's, that's on us. But they're going to come in here and they're going to, yeah. they're going to tell me that it's bad. And I'm not, I, I hate that. I'm uh-huh. going to have to hear it, that people think it's bad. Uh, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Now, weirdly, yep. there's still a line, line out the door, uh, uh, the drive through yeah. around the block line constantly anyway, but that's because probably because I'm willing to admit that I'm probably wrong, 
but for me like it's not worth it wait what worth it from the because it's not expensive right i mean like, no i just don't like i don't like the i don't like it, is it <laughs> like i don't i mostly don't like the fries oh yeah so and, and that's you're not and alone with jack in, in the box being being similar in cost i'd rather go to jack in the box if i'm picking oh. like a fast food burger i, I know i love jack in the box the jack jack. Got great I, I just had that yesterday for dinner you know <laughs> Uh, I love their curly fries. Their Oreo cookie shake is unrivaled. Um, uh-huh. and it's also 7,000 calories. But um, uh-huh. but but to say that their burger is better, I guess there's a freshness within and out that I feel like is no one else is even uh-huh. close to. So like in yeah. my mind, it's like hard to compute. Not that people could not like uh-huh. something that I like. The fries, yeah. I understand why uh-huh. they are different and that can be divisive. To me, that's my favorite thing mm-hmm. about in and out is their fries. But I completely uh-huh. understand why people don't like it. But for the burger, like... Guys, I've had people tell me like, "Oh, I'd rather have just a, a, you know, a nice Big Mac. You know, that's you know, open that little box mm-hmm. and eat a Big Mac instead of a double double." And I'm like, I don't understand what reality that you are part of if you prefer that experience. I like, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. What like but. what do you, what is your fa- favorite fast food then? If it's you know not in and out. Oh man, uh, is it Jack? It's it, my favorite fast food burger or Joint. favorite no, place fast food? altogether. Yeah, overall. Okay. Taco Bell. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's great. No, I worked at Taco Bell when I was 15. <laughs> I, I had it for lunch today. Uh, the cheesy Gordita Crunch is a national treasure, so that's yeah. not a bad pick. I, I get a Crunchwrap Supreme with a soft taco and a Baja Blast. Well, P- at least Baja Blast is the is the greatest novelty soda we have. Um, it really is probably the greatest soda. Period. I also got that. Uh, I mean, the second greatest miscarriage of justice in United States history is that Pitch Black beat it in the vote. Oh, first off. It, yeah, well, that's not the only election in American history that was rigged. So, or vote, I should say, True. not the only vote that was influenced by outside sources. I'll leave it that. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. whether fast food lobby or or another country, that's not a, an authentic yeah. uh, vote. Not mm-hmm. blackout. Like, come on. Yeah, no one's drinking come blackout on, and good. drinking Baja Blast it's and being good. like, this one's bad. No, no, stop it. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that we have a shared love of Taco Bell. I mean, people like Good. to make jokes weirdly, like, you know, about like, oh man, Taco Bell, it's going to wreak havoc on your digestive system. Like, what are you talking? Have you had to- like this? What, what plan? You can make that joke about a lot of places, but this isn't. Yeah. No. Taco Bell is you cra- like you crazy. Like the naked chicken chalupa. What? I mean, uh-huh. which is Skylar again. And another reference him. It's his favorite thing on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I tell people, I say, look, if it does that to your digestive system, it's cheaper than a colon cleanse. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah well, if it and doesn't, the then you're, is you. you're obviously stronger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like the, the weak, it wrecks the weak's digestive systems, and the rest of us yes, are fine. Yes, yeah. It separates the wheat from the tares. The, uh, it's, yes, it's, exactly. Yeah. There's a little bit of... <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, I'm glad so, that we, we, can, we can wrap up there on... Uh, uh, on a positive note, one of uh, yeah. communal, uh, uh, one of agreement. We'll, dis- <laughs> yeah. we'll agree to disagree. So. Well, I won't agree to disagree on the In-N-Out Burger, but we will disagree. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, Taco Bell. Taco Bell is oh, one yeah. of our Taco one of the, the country's best. greatest treasures. And it's the only fast food restaurant we have in my town, so I lucked oh, out. Oh, that's wow. Talk, wow, McDonald's is everywhere, and so is McDonald's is in Cedar. So is we Burger have a, King we have for a, a place that Subway. no one actively admits liking, which is yeah. <laughs> I've met still I'm zero I'm 32 years on this earth zero people I've met that's like that's the my place that's my favorite <laughs> fast food restaurant I want to go there for lunch zero people but uh, anyway so uh, you don't even have those just Taco Bell just Taco Bell on a subway in a truck stop. subway is everywhere and then we have a we have a bunch of good restaurants in town 
but fast food wise, we only have mm. Taco Bell and Subway. Well, um, do you have anything to pub on your way out? Anything like do you have music that's like anywhere that people could listen to or anything no, at all? Man, I just I just I just teach band. I just teach band and tweet. All right, all right. So. I wish teachers could have open like just active GoFundMe pages or like a tips, pay, you know, just like you can just tip a teacher anytime, just randomly. Oh man. I would go, th- I'd be on the website oh, and go just scrolling through and be like, all right, you know, not that, not to pretend like I have the discretionary money to do yeah. something like that. I don't want to uh-huh. make it seem like I'm rich, Yeah, but just, I, I kind of like that idea because if we had that, I would link to yeah. your teacher's tips page. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's, I mean, it's crazy, but, but it's good. But yeah, I spend all my time directing musicals and, yeah. uh, and, uh, bands you know basically i guess i know we've gone long but i do want to ask just one more what's your proudest moment as a teacher what's the moment where you're like yes this is worth it um i have a you know i have a student uh he's gonna listen to this he knows who he is i've had this conversation with him i have a i have a student uh who when i who uh you need to be careful how i say this i have a student who when i when i came i came when he was in eighth grade and he was doing very poorly in school Mm. and i checked i've so I'm now in my fifth year of teaching. He's a senior and I've checked his grades every week, even when he wasn't in my classes Ooh. and stopped him in the hall and made sure he's handing stuff in and he's graduating and he's going to get a scholarship to go to college to play tuba or trumpet. And, and I just, that's my proudest moment as a teacher. Wow. And it, it's, it's, it's by a mile. It's the best, well, Trevor. You've... but he needed someone to take care of him. And I was like, I have the energy. I can take care of you. <laughs> well, so you seem to have described the the reason why you're a teacher to begin with. To think that someone would to have, but just to, you know, that's who we need as teachers. I'm not, you know, like it, to care enough to be looking up someone else's grade after they're beyond your, you know, stewardship, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. it's not your, really your responsibility anymore. But to continue to see that through, right? That like yeah. that's that's why there's you know great te- that's why teachers are great for the most part right and sure there's bad apples but like you know yeah. teachers aren't there because it's <laughs> for the paycheck right they're there because i they could make care. a lot more money doing other things yeah that's the truth yeah, well and you should be making a lot more money doing this thing uh yeah. but uh someday maybe probably not yeah maybe we'll see <laughs> <laughs> probably not anytime soon not the way things currently are yeah. but maybe maybe um, yeah but uh well awesome that's a that's a that, you gave me you've provided a great anecdote that was uh well, thank good, you. Good response. But thanks, Trevor, for joining. Um, hey, anytime. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks again for supporting us in the beginning and for um, oh, no all your Spider-Man takes. And uh, yeah, well, thanks. That's it. That's the we're gonna outro with uh, with the regular song. Maybe a Spider-Man song. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> maybe I should do Post Malone. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> all right. Have a good night, bud. All right, I'll see you later. Here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man.